Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Oh, it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, I want to congratulate you because you on our Zoom here, and we're recording virtually. We're not we're not in the same room. There's a deadly pandemic sweeping the world. Uh Jordan, on our Zoom. You are wearing a T-shirt for the popular Los Angeles area bookstore. Uh, excuse me, the popular New York area bookstore. Books are magic. It's a sweatshirt, so you were wrong twice. God damn it! <laughs> Why do I even fucking do this, <laughs> man? Uh, you know what, Jordan? R. I. Get Michael Strahan. Get Michael Strahan in here. I'm out. <laughs> Strahan's in. Yeah. Okay, at least knows to listen to his researcher. Okay, so you're wearing a sweatshirt yeah. for the Brooklyn bookstore, Books Are Magic. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it on the camera. It's glowing with magic. Yeah. Um, yeah, the sweatshirt is magic. Uh, I didn't know that when I bought it. I just thought it would you know, be a fun, you know, like memento of a great store that I really liked going to. It's got this kind of fun heavy metal font to it. Um, but yeah, it's been giving me magic powers and uh, it's been, they've been nothing but, nothing but trouble. Wow. So, oh, so nothing but trouble. So yeah. you haven't, a lot of people think, this is a thing that a lot of people assume, and I'm sure a lot of people are assuming this out in the audience, is that if you get magic powers, it is, as they say, all to the good. Um, no, you know, uh, that is all yeah, of a sudden you can turn wrong. Uh, one loaf into many loaves, one fish into many fish. You can right. walk on water, like famous, um, <laughs> famous historical magician <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can wash the feet of the, the first, unwashed. The first mind freak they called him. <laughs> <laughs> Our mind freak who art in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Hallowed be thy name. <laughs> thy kingdom come. <laughs> thy spells be done. My On mind Earth, be blown. As it is in Vegas. <laughs> uh, Jordan, a lot mm-hmm. of people assume that if you have magic powers, it's right. it can only be good. But it sounds like you've been burdened by the magic powers that this sweatshirt has have given you has yeah given no you. um it's tough i was i mean i we were talking about uh you know mind freaks earlier yeah earlier uh, on in the show uh just for folks who just tuned in earlier on in the show we were talking about mind freaks which is yeah. uh when you do magic tricks uh but you're wearing like bracelets mm-hmm. yeah a lot of leather bracelets uh uh-huh. <laughs> a vest and no shirt <laughs> yeah you got it no, yeah, since I got since I got this, you know, I've got these magic powers, which is cool, you know, I could levitate, saw a lady in half. Um, you know, it's all this great stuff and it was fun for a little bit, but once Chris Angel got wind of it, man, dude dude's been on my dude's been on my case. It's a Highlander thing. They're going to be Holy only shit. one mind freak. Mind That's freak. That is, is how that G- what happened to Christ? That is what happened to Christ. Pontius Pilate was a uh-huh. my, was an upcoming was an up and coming mind freak, uh-huh. and he heard about you know this dude, this dude born in Bethlehem. You know? I had heard. Okay, so I didn't know that that was. I didn't know about the story of the origin of Christianity beyond yeah. just uh, the, some of the basics. So I didn't know about the mind freak parts. Yeah. 
I did know a little bit, and this is just because I watched Game of Thrones, and Game of Thrones obviously sort of based on historical, a lot of people don't know, but it's based on historical stuff. So I knew that the War of the Roses was a mind freak thing. Mm -hmm. That's all I knew. I'm just saying I knew that was, oh, and of course the American Civil War was about the Robert E. Lee of course. Well, yeah. What about, it, was about, Grant. it was primarily about states freaks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were educated in different parts of the union. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people. Um, but yeah, so there can be only one mind freak at a time. You know, Chris Angel was, um, you know, the primary mind freak. Or he has been for just years and years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just hanging around, wearing eyeliner, uh, making motorcycles disappear. Right. He actually um, took he took the title from the Fonz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he killed the Fonz. And now, you know, I'm I'm a pretender to the throne. I don't really want it. You know, I've never yeah. wanted to be a, a mind freak, but But you got the sweatshirt. Yeah, it's kind of a, got out of hand. It's kind of a great power, great responsibility thing. So now I am being hunted by Chris Angel. Right. And I think it's only a matter of time before you know, he kills me or I kill him. Right. Are so, you using your powers? I mean, just for example, did you have a freaking weekend? Yeah, I, mean, I, I had a freaking weekend. Um, but I think the problem is, um, but I think the problem is that I don't really know how to use offensive magic yet. Oh. I can like blow people's minds, but I don't have, you know, like Fireballs. energy beams. Um, you know, I find it's harder and harder to do offensive magic with these fucking college crowds. Right, I know. Anything you know offensive, I mean? anything yeah. offensive, and they run to Twitter and try and cancel you. Yeah. It's just um, a spell. <laughs> I mean, do you have- I'm just seeing where the line is, yeah, okay? Just I'm just seeing where the line look, is and casting your spell. just casting truth, okay? If you mm. can't handle it, that's kind of your problem. Yeah. Um. So here's my question, Jordan. Right. You don't have a lot of offensive skills right now. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm new to this. I've only had the sweatshirt for, you know, like a month. Are there any offensive spells that you know how to cast yet? Like, let's say Chris Angel were here right now, and I'm mm-hmm. not saying that he is. Oh, boy, is he? Is this an uh, he's standing right behind you thing? Yeah. <laughs> no. We're not in the same room, so. No. Uh, so Chris Angel's not there, obviously, but were he there, is there anything that you could do if he, uh, if you needed to attack, obviously if he attacked you, you could use your defensive skills, mm-hmm. but if you needed to attack him, are there any spells that you've mastered so far offensively? <sighs> I mean, I could poke him in the eye. Oh, you know, poke. Yeah, I do know poke. I've, I'm, I'm working on poke. Right. Yeah. It's also useful on, what was it, early Facebook? Was that the one that had poking? <laughs> I think so. Poking was central um, So yeah, I'm working on pokes, but all I've been able to conjure up is a like a rice bowl with a, like tuna. Oh, poke. Yeah. Is so, all you've got so far. I guess I could throw that at him. Maybe he's got, yeah. a, maybe he's got an <laughs> allergy to do, fish. You know, it's funny. I got one of these sweatshirts myself. All I can do is mac salad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, but great, I mean, great nothing side. wrong. Nothing wrong. Side. With, you know, it's a great side. Yeah. It's a great side. Should we introduce our guest on the program? Yes. 
now that we've now that it's a guaranteed win, I feel like anything else from here yeah. on after whatever that was mm-hmm. is just get it's just all gra- it's all gravy it's all mm-hmm. gravy on the meatloaf. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We made the meatloaf. This is all gravy from here on out. Mm, yum. Uh, our, our guest on the program, she's a beloved she's a beloved friend of Jordan Jesse Go, one of America's most delightful writers of fascinating and amusing nonfiction. Her latest smash hit book is called Fuzz. It's about when animals do stuff that we don't want them to do in various ways, broad interpretations of animals breaking the law. The legend, Mary Roach. Hi, Mary. Hey, how are you? Mary is a legend first and foremost because she used to share an office with uh, Roman Mars. I did, yeah. Yeah, for for a little while. And then we could not give him the bandwidth that he required. And so he left. Mm. God damn it, Roman. I know. He moved away. This guy takes so much fucking bandwidth. Do you think you're a good office mate, Mary? Mm, I think I am. I think I'm 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 the person who when somebody grinds the beans, I take my finger and I, I actually like clean out the, the residue. <sighs> On the coffee grinder, um, that's um, really important. It is. I do that. Um, Yeah, I think I'm pretty. I'm pretty special. (laughs) Mary, do you have the tablets to clean out the coffee grinder? You know that little tablet you need, because otherwise you get deposits. What? The the grinder. Tablet that you need. And a grinder. I don't know. What? I drink coffee. (laughs) I'm drinking. Generic seltzer. You're out of your mind. Well, you came in with this tab shit like you were some sort of coffee pro. I think you have to put a tab. <laughs> it's a grinder. It's all dry. Everything t- is dry. Mary. There's Mary. no residue. No. I love coffee, and I've never heard of these tabs. Thank you, Jordan. I think there's such a thing there's as a no tab. There's no such thing as a tab. Brian, type. Go go, go with. Go, go the to the internet. The soda tab. Type. That type exists. grinder tab. <laughs> something else. Something else might come up, Brian. <laughs> Brian, what what is internet? Jesse, are you suggesting? Are you suggesting you putting LSD in coffee? That's yes. what it sounds like to me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I I suggest putting LSD in coffee, giving it to a five year old, and then Joan Didion doesn't do anything about it. R.I.P. Joan Didion, a legend. And she did that one time. Uh, there was a five-year-old on LSD. She didn't do anything about it because she needed it for the story. Go ahead, Brian. Jeez, Jesse, you going to talk some shit about Betty White now? Man. <laughs> no, she seems super cool. I mean, Joe Didio is an amazing writer. Go ahead, Brian. I think I think there are yeah. grinder tabs. Yeah, there's fucking grinder tabs. That's right. Mm-hmm. Fuck no. faces. Yeah. Well, no, because the tab would get ground up. Mary, you better the start t- writing novels because you don't know shit. <laughs> The tab would be tabs. all ground up, yeah, and you'd put it in your the coffee. Tab from being ground, exactly. Then no. your coffee would have chemical tab substance in it. It keeps. It's a good. It's look at it. What does it say, Brian? Work. I don't know how they work. Uh, it just says it keeps the life of your grind. It keeps oils. It's about oils. Yeah, something but, about. But we. Ernex grinds professional coffee grinder cleaning tablets, all natural, uh, removes coffee residue and oils in standalone coffee grinders, not for super automatic espresso machines, mm-hmm. patented all natural food safe and gluten free tablets, absorbs and loosens coffee grounds, effectively cleans grinders without disassembling burrs or casings, used regularly to ensure proper hygiene and to maintain consistent performance. Is, in your Brian, grinder. is there anything else there that you can read? Is this a fake website? Is this a calicocutpants.com situation? <laughs> 
<laughs> this is for some kind of burr grinder thing. I don't have yeah. that. Yeah. I don't have oh. that. Because I, 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 I told you I stick my finger and I wouldn't she's be sticking uses, my finger. She's using, you're saving money on tabs by using mm-hmm. your finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Mary, I was enjoying your book, uh, your, the audio version of your book, Gulp, on a road trip recently. Um, Adventures in the Elementary Canal. Loved on, it. On the Elementary Canal. On it. it. On it. This is like on when it. you said you my know, like... sweatshirt was a t-shirt. <laughs> you know, oh, my I know, God. Right? Stray Remember Jesse? Here. Remember when you like, said stray hand in you here? Know, his gap tooth charm. <laughs> on the Erie Canal. On the Elementary Canal. You know, <laughs> you, you missed the whole cleverness thing going on anyway Um, yeah 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 you talk to so many like fascinating people with like hyper hyper specific areas of study yeah um do you have any like recent favorites and are there any that you have been like tempted to stay in touch with uh well the the, i loved the guy because you were talking about gulp the the chewing guy the guy is like seven years, seventy years old, and he's studied chewing his whole life, and he's he's got this whole he, he, you know he's got this testing material. It's like this putty that you that you like you have to chew it up, like to study how your your teeth are chewing. What's it called? You read the book more recently. What the hell is it called? Something putty, comfort putty. I think it was called. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, I have a comfort putty, comfort- but I use it for something else. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet you do. But he, but he, go, he gives it to me, and he's like, "Well, this is kind of old. It may be a little dry." And it was, you know, you're so you're basically chewing like it's pencil eraser, kind of. He just ha- he just <laughs> handed he, you some yeah. some bubble gum from a 1986 <laughs> Tops pack that he just opened. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah, comfort putty. Uh, he yeah. Oh, I loved him though, because he, you know, he would get really. He told me about this, that crazy thing about how your teeth are incredibly, like, sensitive. First of all, like you can feel if you're eating salad, right? You can feel a grain of sand in salad. You know, because people think, oh well, teeth they're not very sensitive. They're just like these dumb mallets. And he would—he hmm. was sort of offended by that idea. He's like, they're incredibly sensitive. You How could, dare you? <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of stuff. If if we did this material, Jordan, on our upcoming college tour, we'd be canceled so fast. Right. The second we said teeth were dumb mallets, mm-hmm. when it, it's a, it's just the truth. Okay, anybody who knows teeth right. knows that they're dumb mallets. No, just, they're not dumb mallets. They're yeah. not. No. Classic SJW bullshit for Mary Roach. <laughs> no, no. And they, you know, do you want to know the other miraculous thing about yes. teeth? Okay, mm-hmm. write it down because it's good material for your tour. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you for playing along. <laughs> it, it's okay. So when say you're biting down on something like a hard nut, say a peanut, mm-hmm. say okay, and you're biting down hard, and there's this moment where the peanut gives way. Okay, and if your teeth continued to bite down like that, that hard, they would smash into each other and break. So there's this cutoff, this automatic cutoff, then the muscles stop clenching. And so you it's this protective mechanism. And you don't even know about it. You don't even oh care. You take your teeth for granted. You think they're dumb mallets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 
I know they're dumb mouths. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> it's you, so yeah. It, it the the stuff in the book about chewing was so fascinating. Like and just like that we as humans have an innate need to chew. Like we just well, need you, to and want to do it. And and we love because I I was asking him why do we like like crunchy snack foods? And he said because we love to destroy things. It's very satisfying right. to destroy, to break right. things. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. I uh, I have not read your latest. Who did you, did you talk to any like, any folks with hyper specific points of study for, for, for your newest one? He, well, there's uh, what comes to mind right off the top of my head is uh, the people, okay, when a plane is flying along and it smashes into a bird, Okay, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's people who are um, forensic ornithologists, and their job, one of the main things they do, is that okay, when the plane comes down, hopefully it doesn't crash, uh, um, but or if even if it does, they collect like what's left of the bird, okay, to see if they can figure Jesus. out what what bird like, it what is. What has it heard? Yeah, okay, so there's feathers, and, and you there's all this instructions on how to send it to the to the feather identification lab if you have in fact a feather. But sometimes mm-hmm. all there is, and they have a word for it, it's just like you know blood and guts, and so you scrape that off, and it is called snarge. Wow. <laughs> I just like right now I'm right now I'm imagining Mary Roach is she just finished the book tour for her last book. She's worn out. What am I what am I gonna do? How could I ever write another book? She's at the library paging through microfiche. She comes upon the word snarge and realizes she can write again. She finally again she believes in something. That's about how it goes. I get pretty damn excited. That does I sound mean, like it, the catchphrase like that Polly Shore would have used for <laughs> Zenith. Oh, dude, I'm gonna snarge. <laughs> bro, I'm gonna snarge, bro. Uh I uh I think it's pretty funny the idea that there is uh such a thing as a forensic ornithologist. But you know. We're not going to be laughing when a fucking nuthatch and a wood thrush <laughs> go on a, a bank robbing spree. You know what I mean? Right. We're going to need a forensic ornithologist sure. real quick when the fucking loons get into Fort Knox. <laughs> a black-capped chickadee is in there. They're types of birds. I can tell you, because there's data on this, that uh, um, although five chickadees have hit planes no damage no significant damage was caused thank you the faa keeps track and the chickadee what? strike was not an incident that you needed to worry about what's your top what's your top striking uh bird yeah, according to these you, you, your most dangerous well obviously your your big ones and and most dangerous of all your big ones traveling in a group your canada geese Oh, uh, yeah, you can't. Yeah. The Canada geese. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's what brought down Sully. Your Sully. Sully. Oh, yeah. Sully. Right. It the was Canadian geese. geese. They're so they're so polite initially. <laughs> they <laughs> are very they polite. Bring down your plane. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I actually have family experience with animal law enforcement. This is the subject of your book, both mm-hmm. literal and, and non literal. Um, 
And but this is very much literal. My brother-in-law, Max, shout out to Max, good man. Uh, he is an architect, but before he was an architect, he was a park ranger at Yosemite. And he was a climbing ranger. So mostly he was in charge of uh, climbing up and down various mountain sides, uh, making sure everyone was okay and was climbing legally or, or whatever, right? But all rangers have to do ranger stuff. And the number one thing that happened to him in the years that he was a, a ranger at Yosemite was he was rousted in the middle of the night um, in Yosemite Village or something like that and had to run through town chasing after a bear in his underpants with a tranquilizer dart gun. Who's in the and underpants? You know what? <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff we can't do at colleges anymore yeah. um and, but you know what he tranquilized that fucking bear he said he had to like tear through a bunch of people's like tents and cabins like sort of like in a cartoon where you go in the front door and out the back door right and you're like trailing a laundry a, a clothesline behind you <laughs> like the flag on a boat uh, but man, th that's just that is worth, as far as I'm concerned, spending three years of your life as a park ranger just to be able to say that you tore through various people's cabins in your underpants trying to tranquilize a bear. So now, why did he need to tranquilize this bear? Oh, this bear was nothing but trouble. Mm. Well, it that's was the a good magic reason. powers of the animal <laughs> okay. kingdom. Now the bear was just right. tired. <laughs> <laughs> Had a hard time getting to sleep. It was, yeah, it's that thing where, like, the closer you get to being asleep, you know, the, the little kids, they get crazier and crazier. Can I tell you what my son Oscar has been doing just as he reaches the precipice of sleep lately? He did it tonight. Um, he, he'll be in bed, and he'll just be just, you can just see him uh, dancing on the line between awake and asleep consciousness and unconsciousness he'll be in his bed and you kind of see it flitter through his eyes like oh this is about to be done he's about to he's about to fall out and two times recently as i've been sitting there in in his room waiting for him to fall asleep he has leapt out of bed and said dad can i take off my shirt and pants <laughs> <laughs> And I've had to like tell him, lie down, sweetie, get under the covers, and then he just falls asleep. I don't know what's going on inside him or with – he just leaps out of – like twice it's happened. He leaps out of bed and says, Dad, can I take off my shirt and pants? Well, Jesse, I just don't think you should insist that your children sleep in slacks and a dress shirt. I, I, yes, right. Like – have you we not have church heard tomorrow, of pajamas? <laughs> we have church tomorrow. Thank you very much. <laughs> you want to be able to slip right into those loafers and head to church. Yeah. If you just imagine yourself at a mind freak show like that and you're not wearing your, <laughs> <laughs> right, your slacks and your dress shirt. Yeah. No, my grandkids sleep in the clothes that they want to go to school in the next morning uh, because wow. my stepdaughter feels that that, is, it, that saves a lot of hassle in the morning. They're already dressed. It is yeah. otherwise it's it's a it's a huge struggle. Yeah, I'm not getting against dressed. it. 
I support it. Yeah. If I could have like a shoot, like where my kids wake up and a shoot just puts them out the door. <laughs> and I'm not even talking about could I do it where like it would be like, you know, Wee Herman where he goes, falls into his clothes and you know, speaking of things that happen in cartoons, like the shoot wouldn't pass them through all their clothes and then Wallace and Gromit them some eggs and toast mm-hmm. or whatever. This shoot would just take them out of my house right away. That I still would support it. Even if they were just unfed in their pajamas, no shoes <laughs> on, on no homework, <laughs> just on the side of the road looking confused <laughs> until someone felt bad for them and took them to the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would still... I would love that. There's nothing more. Uh, there's nothing more challenging than trying to get children to do something when they just woke up. Literally anything. Uh, Mary, did you get to interact with any like animals face to face while you were making this book? Uh, yeah, yeah. There was. Uh, uh, I spent some time in Aspen, which has a, a significant bear problems, and. Mm. I wanted to. Yeah, I hear they're really sleepy up there. I hear the bears are really. (laughs) But they wear their underpants. (laughs) Right. At all times in public. Heart boxers on. It's very funny. (laughs) They, um, uh, yeah. So uh, the the problem with, you know, of course I wanted, this is a book about animals and I, I wanted animals to be in it, but you can't set up an interview. You know, you can't, they're, they're not. Cooperative wild animals. They're not. Certain, mm-hmm. They don't Sign show up on Sign language gorillas. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like rappers. It's hard to even figure out who their fucking publicist is. <laughs> exactly. I, who am I yeah. even supposed to email? Exactly. It was hell. So I thought, okay, well, Aspen, they seem to have a lot of bears there. So I said to the researcher, I didn't tell him this before I got there. But I said, okay, do you mind if we get up? at 3.30 in the morning and drive downtown just to see if there's any bears in the back alleys behind the restaurants, as you say that there are hmm. frequently. So we he was amenable to that. Uh, so at, at three in the morning, we stumbled down. We didn't have, we needed the shoot. We needed the shoot to bring us to the lobby of yeah, the yeah, La, Quinta, La Quinta Inn, <laughs> whatever the hell. Oh, yeah. You got to slide down that La Quinta chute. <laughs> that's that. Mary, you're losing our audience here. Our audience are just regular salt of the earth, lunch pail Joes. You're losing them with all this talk about the La Quinta Inn in Aspen. <laughs> yeah. Going to Aspen, staying at the La Quinta. Well, we didn't. We were not in Aspen because he's a he's a government employee. And, and his per diem was like one-tenth of what it would cost <laughs> to stay in Aspen. <laughs> so we had to drive 30 minutes at 3 in the morning to get to downtown Aspen. I left that part out. Uh, okay. But I've put okay. it in now just to I get satisfy it. That's you. like when I went to Sundance. I get it. Okay, yeah. So, you know, anyway, La, the La Quinta Inn. Uh, anyway, and to all, uh, our, to all our listeners cre- uh, collecting Marriott points, I just like to say Bonvoy, <laughs> Bonvoy, Bonvoy, Bonvoy to you all, Bonvoy, Bonvoy. That's the official greeting of the Marriott Rewards Program. I know it is. Yeah. I've seen the ad. Bonvoy, Bonvoy. <laughs> Bonvoy is also the mind freak that Chris Angel defeated. <laughs> right. The great Bonvoy. Become, yeah. <laughs> Killed that guy dead and stepped yeah. on his throat. Yeah. 
Did you get to see any bears? Okay, so yeah, we sh- we we showed up downtown and then behind the alley back behind the restaurant. By God, there was well, first there was just a big garbage bag just split open and with its guts everywhere and scene of the crime. We obviously had mm-hmm. just missed the bear and I I was like, "Ah, shit. You know, we just missed him." And he said, "Just just just pull over here. He'll be back." And uh he or she, he or she and uh, uh, within five minutes, the, the bear came back. Two bears. It was two bears. And we were like 15 feet away from a couple of bears who were nosing through. And it was actually, it was good stuff. It was from some Italian restaurant, some fancy Italian restaurant that also couldn't, you know, wouldn't work on the government per diem. <laughs> but the, bears, the bears could eat it. The bears could eat it. Was eat the it was the leftovers from Steve could. Martin's That's dinner true. the previous night. <laughs> were the bears friends or... Um, I don't know. They may have been family. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, there was a little, there was a, a subtle, uh, competition. The smaller bear definitely, uh, you know, had to step back. It's, I think when they got to the crab legs, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think that the little bear got muscled out. It's like, you, right. you, oh, the, you the can have the bear got spinach. Steve Martin's leftovers <laughs> and the little bear just got Martin shorts leftovers. <laughs> The big bear got the uh, overflow Sundance swag bags with the iPads. <laughs> Mary, uh, I want to ask you a follow-up question to this question about whether you met any animals uh, in reporting this book. Did you get tricked by any monkeys in recording this book? I got I got mugged by a, by a monkey. <laughs> now I we're did, talking. I did. I got right. mugged. I was kind of asking for it because I was carrying a bag of bananas and I... (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's on you. (laughs) It's the classic mistake. Yeah, The police will tell you that over and over and over. Don't have any visible bananas. Yeah, it was basically the monkey version of leaving your laptop in the back of your car. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. Yeah. Let's not let's not victim blame though. This is the this is on the monkeys. You know it's, what I mean? It's, sure, it's, you it. should be able to carry a giant sack of bananas wherever you want to mm-hmm. without being absolutely yeah. by monkeys. Whether or not it's monkey country. It was monkey mm-hmm. it was monkey country. And uh but they were slick, man. They were I was coming up this this trail, actually down this trail. And there's, it, you know, it's a, it, there's some ruins up. It, this is in India and there's a fort up on the hill. And uh, I knew there were a bunch of monkeys up there. So I'm, I'm coming down the trail, and then I see, you know, there's this little head sticks up from be- behind a rock, kind of like it's kind of like this waiting for the stagecoach to come. <laughs> and then he steps into the trail, and I'm kind of, you know, we're sizing each other up. It's a little, I'm a little nervous because, you know, they they can do some damage these monkeys. But while I'm looking at this one, this other one comes out from behind, from the side of the trail, and so grabs the bag. So either they were working together or, I don't know, the, their competition. I'm not sure. I like to think what, they were a team. What was the bag of bananas for? <laughs> like, what did you intend to <laughs> Thanks, do with it? Jordan. Um, I, I, I kind of wanted to see what it was like to be mugged by a monkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because so okay, you it, were taunting I them. Would, but, the, but they were in a bag. You could not see that they were bananas. It was just a pink, one of those plastic market bags. Yeah, right. they they didn't know. I wasn't dangling. I wasn't going here, here, here's a banana. You want the banana? It was definitely just I'm walking along with a bag, just so they, minding was, minding my own business. 
It was and, the, yeah. So it was just like a situation where they were just stealing the bag, and when they got it home, they're like, "Oh, oh shit!" Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like a Coen Brothers movie. Some <laughs> some guy just finds a bag of money, and yeah, it was the monkey equivalent. They have a bag of cash. Mm-hmm. They were. Uh, yeah. I had a similar. You know, I had a similar situation happen to me one time. Hmm. Um. Well, before I started podcasting, I was a peddler, mm. and at the time, I was selling hats. Um. Yeah. Just well, caps really. Mm-hmm. Traveling from town to town, and I would just caps for sale, <laughs> caps for sale. I would say, I kept these caps in a pile on top of my head, reaching it, reaching into right. the sky. Uh, the gray check caps, green caps, mm-hmm. red caps, and I had happened to have fallen asleep underneath a tree, Jordan. And Mary, in this true story. Right. And so this is a true story and not like a, a summary of a book. children's book. Yeah. No, it's a thing when I was a peddler. Uh, right. <laughs> but this is before, I don't want to give you the impression this is since I became a podcast. This is previous, in my previous career as a peddler. Right. <laughs> um, and I would say, of course, you probably would have already heard of me because of my, I, I probably traveled through your village crying caps for sale. Anyway, I fell asleep under this tree. You won't believe what these fucking monkeys did. Stole all the caps? Yeah, every single fucking one of the caps. <laughs> except, of course, my caps. Thank God. Right. My cap's still there, right? Because I got to protect the old pate. You know what I mean? So, Jesse, whatever happened to that guy who was trying to get you to eat green eggs and ham? <laughs> 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 you talking about Sam I Am? I think that's his name, yeah. I honestly, I honestly couldn't tell you, Jordan. I honestly couldn't tell you. But uh, thanks for bringing that shit up again. God, oh, sorry. That <laughs> was mean, a... Don't mean to make you relitigate the past. I know. Well, I would not fucking let go of it. Right. I'm telling him all these different ways that I'm not going to eat this fucking green eggs and ham. You know what I mean? I won't. I won't eat them. Sam, I am. Yeah, but box, would you fox, eat them in a the box? whole nine yards? Yeah. Yeah. You bet you yeah. would. Were the monk were the monkeys when they were stealing from you, were they cute or were they threatening? Was that a question for me or Mary? Uh, <laughs> I'll I'd like to have, hear both of your perspectives. We both have true experiences with this. Right. Both are real. Equally real. Uh I'll 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 ask I'll ask Mary first and then you, yeah. Jesse. Uh, they, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was over very quickly. So right. there wasn't yeah. really time to be afraid. Just I feel, grab it. It was just a snatch and grab and go. I feel like you hear, you hear, you know, you hear the stories about the people who like keep the pet chimps and when they get to the, you know, when they reach adolescence, they will inevitably tear off your face and genitals. Yeah. And so now anytime I see anything from that genus of animal, I'm like, that thing's going to rip off my face and genitals. I have yeah. like, I have feel uh-huh. like I've heard so many of those stories. The I have no, I cannot think a monkey is cute now. Like it's, they have become unenjoyable to me just because I know that, you know, somewhere, you know, in their line, um, you know, there's something that's going to rip off my face and genitals. And- yeah, but see, that's not fair to the monkey because um, uh, a chimp, a chimp is an ape. That's an ape. Yeah. It's not a monkey. No, yeah, so, I, so, I, so I know. The, the I monkey know. anti-defamation league is going to be on your case. 
So what will a monkey do to my genitals then? Very nice things. Very nice things. Oh, well. And they're trainable. I got that prehensile tail. Yeah. From Mary's book, Fuzz After Dark. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Did I ever tell you my ape story, Jordan? No, uh-uh. Um, Are you I... just going to tell the story of King Kong? <laughs> I live near... I lived near Stanford University in Woodside, California. Mm -hmm. This is before I became a peddler. Right. And my lifelong dream was to teach a gorilla to speak. Ah, okay. I know where this is going. Sure, go ahead. So I bought a gorilla from the San Francisco Zoo, mm -hmm. borrowed it really, long-term loan. Uh, gorilla's name is Coco the Gorilla, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I got it a cat. Cat got hit by a car. It was a whole fucking thing. But in the end, gorilla learns to talk. So good for me. I'm like, I'm done with this. I'm going to become a peddler. Right. And did the, was the gorilla was constantly asking to see your nipples, right? <laughs> <laughs> I had actually lost them a few years earlier in a, in a horrible accident. A chimp accident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are we still trying to teach... Apes sign language, or is are no! we just done with that? What the fuck? Write a book about that, Mary. <laughs> Write a book about how we taught a gorilla to talk, and then we were like, "Well, we've done that." Maybe uh, we have. Maybe we're still doing it. I don't know. Well, somebody maybe you should wrote, stop going, Mary. Stop somebody. going to stop going to fucking olive oil tastings. <laughs> And maybe spend a little time. Did you like that part from Gulp? That was a cool part. I think about that a lot. Oh, yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Americans don't know their olive oil is no. rancid. That's what I learned from that. I sure didn't. Yeah. Mary. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. They, they're still teaching them to talk. Good question. Whatever happened did to you? That? Did you hear any, uh, I think, you know, uh, pursuant to this, a goofy word that means uh, bird leftovers. Mm -hmm. a, a real hallmark of your work is that you will go through the literature pretty extensively. You're a real reporter. You're a real science writer. You'll really take some time to consider the science and what it means, what its implications are for our lives, but also... I think you are careful to write down what happened in any studies of something funny that it's funny that someone studied. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 all, all kinds of things. Did you find any such studies in your research for fuzz? Did you find anyone studying anything ridiculous in the literature? Uh, I, I, I did find, well, I, I got caught up in this, um, Okay, Canada geese. People get pissed off at Canada geese because they mm -hmm. shit where somebody wants to golf is basically right. the problem. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe a playground. So people are pissed at them for shitting. And if you go Plus on- they the constantly say Drake is the greatest rapper of all time. <laughs> the fuck? Rock him. Or we had so many other choices. <laughs> I have no idea where that just yeah. came from. He's Canadian. Drake is Canadian, so I think oh, Canadians oh. are Canadians particularly Thank like you. attached to yeah, Drake. Thank like you, Jordan. Drake. Okay, so or maybe cardinal official, but go ahead. Okay, so sure. so <laughs> these Canada geese love Rush. <laughs> I'm always talking about Rush. 
<laughs> yeah, yes, we have seen Trailer Park Boys. Mm-hmm. Is that some geese? That's about the noise that a goose makes, right? No, know. but that's okay. Okay, thanks, so, Mary. Very wrong. Okay, so so um, uh, and if you go on to uh, websites of people who who you can call, like Goosebusters and other really clever mm-hmm. titles like that. Wait, hmm. who are you going to call? Goosebusters. If okay. you're going to call Ghostbuster, who are you um, going to I hope call? they're all men because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, God, yes. I would hate Jeez. it. Oh, yeah. Female yeah. Ghostbusters. Oh, no. That'd yeah. be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but they have a lot of uh, kind of outrageous claims like the Canada goose defecates uh, four pounds a day or an, a pound and a half or two pounds or three pounds. One, actually, there's a newspaper story in the, the some New Jersey newspaper that said, this is a newspaper that said the Canada goose uh, defecates twice its weight daily, uh, which would be <laughs> like 40 pounds of goose shit, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to find the truth. And so I went to Google Scholar, where all of the legitimate papers are. Mm-hmm. And it right. took a while, but there uh, there was somebody who went out and actually measured some goose turds. Um and for various reasons, not to not to debunk Goosebusters and other, he had, he had his own he had his own reasons for weighing goose shit. But the answer is, it was like a a third of a pound wet weight per day. That's it. Not and that's not wet a pound weight. and yeah. Okay, it was even yeah dry. Even it's nothing. It's like fairy dust. There's no. You dry that out. You put that in your food dehydrator. What do you got left? <laughs> An ounce at most. Right. <laughs> That's why goose shit jerky is so expensive. (laughs) (laughs) They're mad that the geese shit, in my mind, poultry shit is one of the top things to put on your grass. How come they put chicken shit all over grass then if you're not allowed to have goose shit on your well, they, they don't course. put chicken shit all over the grass. They put chicken they shit in the garden. You put it in your oh, garden. Okay. You don't put it on. Yeah. And if you yeah. did, it'd be kind of the yeah, small amounts in a liquid or something anyway. But Mary, I, I what, agree with you. What kind of bird shit do you put on a, on the grass? Because I'm opening a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> and I could use your help. Uh, titmouse shit. Oh, thank you. Oh, of course. Thank you. Tit shit. <laughs> it's the number one type of... Yeah. Mary, you've also taken the opportunity to learn a lot about, uh, I mean, <laughs> something something that I think will become clear to our listeners is your commitment in writing a book about animals to learning about different kinds of animals that can be impacted by different kinds of transportation. Um, and one of those, besides birds hitting uh, airplanes, is cars hitting deers and other deer-like creatures, the category deer-like creatures. It also includes elk and... Uh, moose. Moose. Camel. Tick-ticks. What are those called? Dick-ticks? Dick-ticks. Dick-ticks. No, yeah. your dick-dick yeah. is so short, you just run right over it and it won't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. Story of my life. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> You're telling me. You hit a dick-dick? Yeah, <laughs> they're not. Well, they're short, but they're wide. So <laughs> yeah. that's what matters. Yeah. Um, so, Mary, what is the current state of the research on a thing that is like, especially with moose, but also with deer? 
extraordinary. Like the thing about a moose is if you hit a deer with your car, you can cause a serious car accident. You know, that's a problem. If you hit a moose with your car, the moose wins. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Because you hit the, the moose is so tall, as is an elk or a camel. Uh, uh-huh. It's so tall that you're going to hit the legs. So you knock the legs out from under and this entire enormous body head and possibly antlers comes crashing through the windscreen and part of the roof collapses. And so you have a lot of, uh, I could uh, quote you, you could quote you some numbers on that. And there are people who are quadriplegics after uh, hitting camels or or. Yeah, the camels. The camel study. There is a study on on camels in Saudi Arabia. It's a problem in Saudi Arabia because if you hit a camel, if you survive, you have to, and you kill the camel, you have to compensate the camel owner. So the camel owners sometimes kind of shoo their older camels onto the road so that they'll get the money in compensation. This was in a paper by a wow. a, a, a researcher in Riyadh about uh, the the situation with hitting camels. So Jordan did this yeah. to me because he was hoping to hire Michael Strahan in my place. Yeah. People call them camels, but they're really scamels. <laughs> <laughs> you can use them for scams. Uh, hey, scam. guys- and Jordan, scamel. if they have one hump, they're scamaderies. Right, scamadary. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, do you guys want to take a break? I actually have to shit twice my own weight. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. (laughs) It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Members of Maximum Fun fuel this podcast. Our thanks to all of them. Thank you for going to MaximumFun.org slash join. Uh, We are grateful to you this and every week. Also, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show. This month, we're discussing some of the stigmas about mental health. Jordan and I both received mental health care. Yeah, it's um, it's it's really great, and I I I know what they mean here when they say stigmas, because I think you know a lot of times, or at least for me personally, I think I avoided um, you know, seeing a therapist for a long time because I thought it was something that, you know, maybe meant that you were weak or you couldn't deal with problems yourself or something like that. Um, But no, it's actually just a really great thing that you can do for yourself. It's great in times of, uh, you know, crisis. It's great just for everyday things that you need to work out. And because you do therapy, it doesn't mean you're weird or that you're a joke or that you're (laughs) failing as a human somehow. Uh, It's a really, really great thing you can do for yourself. And yeah, and and BetterHelp is a great option for uh, finding therapy. Um, Here's what it is. It's customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions. Jesse, I do therapy via, um, via video. And I think it's a great way to go because you, your pet can be there with you. You know what? I'm not even going to lie to you, Jordan. Mm-hmm. That is like a big, important, positive thing to me about doing yeah. my therapy. I have also been doing therapy remotely. And like, 
I can't even tell you the number of times I've thought about texting my therapist. Shout out Dr. Munson. I've thought about texting my therapist ahead of an in-person therapy session. Is it okay if I bring my dog? And I've never actually gotten to the point of doing that. But my dog makes regular appearances in my remote therapy. Um, however you find therapy, we're glad for you to have the help. Um, I know for me, I already knew I was weak, uh, but I, I, you know, I grew up with some very seriously mentally ill people, and uh, I kind of thought like, well, I'm not broken. I'm pretty functional. Uh, and put off therapy for a long time because of that. And uh, I'm glad that I realized that therapy is is about a lot more than like total non-functionality. And when later I became totally non-functional, I was grateful that I had uh, healthy therapeutic relationships uh, that could help me work through that. There are, of course, many ways uh, to get therapy. Uh, BetterHelp is one of them. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And Jordan Jesse Go listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash JJGo. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash JJGo. We're also supported this week by the folks at Wealthfront. Now, Jordan, a lot of our listeners have probably been hearing a lot about stonks. Mm-hmm. Um, stonks are is a fun word to describe a weird online cult that I don't exactly understand. <laughs> uh, that involves it has something to do with GameStop and a gif of a monkey smoking a joint. <laughs> I think, yeah, not entirely clear. I'm pretty sure that it's destabilizing the financial system. And there, if you just want, if you just want stonks. Uh, look, there's a lot of apps that can provide you with stonks, but you know what? Wealthfront isn't just some way to buy stonks. It's much more than just stonks. It doesn't, it doesn't stink like stonks. Yeah, here's what you do. You can start investing in no time with Wealthfront's classic portfolio or make it your own with things that you care about, like socially responsible funds. Uh, there's also hundreds of other investments on there that you can check out. It was designed by financial experts to help you turn your good ideas into great investments without the hassle of doing everything yourself. And you don't have to join some financial system destabilizing Reddit cult to do it. Uh, Wealthfront's trusted with over $28 billion in assets, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth. To start building your wealth and get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash JJGo. That's wealthfront, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash JJGo to start building your wealth. That's wealthfront.com slash JJGo to get started today. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Mary Bobo Roach. Bobo? Named after the famous uh, crotch and face tearing <laughs> chimpanzee? <laughs> I think those bonobos. Those are no, bonobos. Who are no, actually bo- sponsored no, Bobo. Bonobos.com slash Jordan, Jesse, go. I don't think they sponsor us anymore. No. No, Bobo is my... Um, 
there's a place called Vic's Chot House where they have a really bad sound system with a, the, you know, the microphone turns everyone's name into raise my heart. And so Mary is just Mary. So I give the name Bobo because it's, you can hear the syllables Bobo. So right. That's really uh, they, clever. Thank you. They know me as I've, Bobo. So, and I've now often, I'm kind of fond of it. I've often, when traveling in a strange city, found that when I am on the subway, every station announcement sounds like station, and station is the part that I knew already. Yeah, mm-hmm. except except the Bobo station. Yeah. <laughs> Very clear. Very clear. You get off at Bobo. Get off at Bobo. <laughs> you won't miss it. Catch the catch the L at Bobo. Yeah. <laughs> is there is there an animal that you completely reconsidered because of your reporting for this book, Mary? And we're gonna have momentous occasions in a second. I just want to list animals for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, my when I was a child, my favorite animal was the elephant. Mm. For all those, I don't know why they're kind of. I don't know. They're not. I, it isn't now my favorite animal. By the time, Mary, let me was. throw this out there. What? I'm gonna yeah. give you a couple ideas. First of all. Very big. Second of all, <laughs> crazy nose. I know. Uh, Why did I like them? Why? I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. What does that say about me as a child? No. But anyway, I was very fond of them. But come to find out, as I spent some time in elephant country in India, uh, uh, they they five hundred people a year are killed by elephants in India. Holy cow! Tram- they get people. People get well. They. It's not entirely the elephant's fault. You know, the elephants come through and there's little villages with plot of crops that they're growing that they depend on. Like 20 elephants come through, trample it, half of it, eat the rest of it. So people get upset and they may have been drinking and they run out at night and they're screaming at the elephants and they have stakes with fire and they have firecrackers and they're, you know, the elephants panic and there's a stampede and people get crushed. That's it's, Mary- That happens all the time. It's possible that you misread. Are you talking about elephants or Frankenstein's? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why they call that's why I call them scamophants. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell an African scamophant from an Indian one by the shape of the ear. Uh, yeah. Ears. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when something momentous happens to you, like one of those fucking elephants is trampling and eating <laughs> your crops again, give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, or send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Here is a momentous occasion. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guest, I want to say uh, Abraham Lincoln Ghost. Close. Uh, this is Tyler from Southboro, Massachusetts, and I wanted to call in with a romanticization on behalf of my son. Uh, in an earlier episode, it was told that a qualifying romanticization was if you headbutt your dad, and uh, my two-year-old did headbutt me twice. Um, once, I think on accident, right in the genitals, in which he said his head hurt after that, so I scooped him up to give him a little kiss on the hurt area, as one does, and he decided to use the opportunity to headbutt me again in the teeth. So, uh, <laughs> he had about his dad. Uh, that seems to be, by definition, a momentous occasion, so I am uh, duty-bound to report it on behalf of my son. Uh, thanks. Love the show. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Last week at the flea market, Frankie punched me in the dick. It's my what? four-year-old, Mary. 
any square in the schwanz any any particular reason were you like you know were you not buying ice cream when you should have been what was the deal she just gets a fire in her eyes and then punches me in the dick that's kind of how it goes <laughs> I like well you should work on emotional regulation it shouldn't be out child. at the flea market though jesse <laughs> that's fair <laughs> that's fair um yeah, I think being headbutted by your child, any significant act of violence against you by your child could count as a momentous occasion. It doesn't have to be a headbutt. Anything that a soccer hooligan would do. Right. I'd love to hear you about a kid I mean? who gets a hold of a crossbow. Oh, man. That would be amazing. Hilarious. Do you think Bo Jackson has children? Because he definitely <laughs> has crossbows. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're Bo Jackson, you have small children. Bo, lock up your crossbows. God, get get those get trigger locks for your crossbows. I'm so tired of the NCA uh, buying our legislators and and blocking even common sense crossbow legislation. Right. I mean, it's as simple. I don't think there should be crossbows in our cities at all. Of course, except of course, I think longbows are appropriate for hunting. But crossbows, those are siege weapons. <laughs> exactly. Those are purely military weapons. Right. They shouldn't have military-grade weapons in the hands of gang members in our inner cities, Jordan. That's true. <laughs> Not uh, to mention these ghost crossbows. Have mm -hmm. you heard about these? <laughs> Shave the serial numbers <laughs> off. You can 3D print yeah. them now. <laughs> yeah, buy them from ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just some fucking crossbow shit we're yeah. saying. Uh, Brian, we got another call in there? Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and Guy Branham. This Close. is Jessica calling from uh, the Chicagoland area. I had, as many of us did, a really shitty 2021. Um, and throughout other things, I miscarried. My husband and I decided we were going to stop trying to have kids. And so it's a Christmas treat to myself. I um, started leasing a horse, and I'm horseback riding again, which I haven't done since uh, probably for 15 years regularly. It's my favorite thing in the world. So, um... I am calling you from atop a horse. I am in Burridge, Illinois, at um, the therapeutic riding barn where I ride. I'm riding a horse named Prince. It's about 50 degrees here in the Chicagoland area the day after Christmas, so I'm sure that's fine. Anyway, love you guys. Uh, thanks for helping me get through this horrible year. Goodbye. Of course. Thank you for sharing that with us, uh, by the way. Um Many more people have miscarriages than um, uh, than you may know or realize if you're listening to this. Uh, it's always nice to hear somebody talking about it publicly and be very comforting to others. Um, my wife and I went through that, so uh, it, it is a it is a great thing. Now, um, I guess my main concern with this call is what if the horse rips off the face and genitals? Right. I'm also afraid of getting kicked by a horse. I guess I'm afraid of a lot of animals now that I'm now that I'm cataloging all of my animal fears. What would you say are your top five animals that you're concerned about? Number five. Oh, no, well, I can I can probably go. Let me go first to let me go first to worst um, okay. because top two are monkey and horse. Monkey being one, mm -hmm. um, I really cherish my face and to a lesser extent my genitals, but right. Ape. Yeah, those I mean, if apes. they were longer, apes. Yeah, apes. Those are apes. Apes. Yeah, 
Um, Apes are a type of monkey, technically, Mary. No, no they're not. They're not. And there's, you. you don't put tabs in the grinder. You don't You're put tabs in the grinder. As, monkeys don't rip off your dick. God damn it, Tailless monkeys. They're a type of tailless monkey. Look, Mary, biologists use a standard test to figure out if something is a monkey. You probably read about this in the research. They get a peddler with a <laughs> with a huge pile of caps. So one, I'll say, fist. I'll say ape. Yeah, monkeys. I have a lesser concern that they're going to steal my bag of bananas. But mm-hmm. the apes, your bigger concern is they're going to talk shit, right? <laughs> Their sign language. One of them, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Fine um, animal gorilla, shit animal, yeah. Jordan Morris. <laughs> right. <laughs> shit animal. Um, two is horse because I'm really afraid of being kicked by a horse. I don't know. Right. You know, maybe I just like saw it happen in a movie as a kid. Yeah, but for whatever reason, when I see a horse, I'm like, that's so. Gonna so, kick so me. you're afraid that it will approach you and kick you. Yes. Or do you, so it's <laughs> not that you spend time standing behind them. You just are afraid it's going to see you run up and kick you. I'm afraid I'll accidentally find myself behind it. Like inadvertently. Yeah. As one does. I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like the just... thing about a horse, Mary, is a horse is way too big. A horse should it be is. the size it's of heavy. You know how, it's you know how heavy. some people see a big dog, like a really big dog, and they're like, that dog's the size of a horse. I think that you could make an argument that they're incorrect. I would argue that they are correct in the sense that that's the size a horse should be. <laughs> that's plenty. You know what I mean? Great yeah. Dane is plenty big. Because if a Great Dane kicked you backwards, I mean, I'm not saying it would be easy. You know, it wouldn't be a walk in the park, but uh, it wouldn't be nearly as bad as one of these one of these clip cloppers that I got out there at these farms these days. So I'm going to say three is Jaws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jaws. Specifically Jaws. Um, the Jaws at Universal Studios, not the Jaws from the movie. So you're concerned about... Uh, My tram getting eaten. Right. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't woken up in the middle of the night thinking to yourself, especially now that we have so much stress in our lives? Mm-hmm. Wake up in the middle of the night, think to myself, oh, fuck, something's going to eat my tram. Four scorpion. Right. That's fair. It's going to be right there in your boot. It's going to be in your boot. Yes, it's going to be in your boot. boot. Yep. Mm -hmm. And for the last one, I am going to just kind of retroactively say that this is, I think, the scariest animal to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's man. Wow. (laughs) Because they're the only ones who can spread hate on the internet. Yeah, plus crossbows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. They invented the crossbow. Right. They invented doxing. Yeah. Man's the most dangerous animal when you think yeah. about it. That's why I hunt him. Mm-hmm. Most dangerous game style. Mm-hmm. Mary, what uh, what are your uh, most feared animals? Of course, elephants. We learned about that. You're terrified they're going to eat your crops. No, I'm uh, no. For me, it's it's um uh. Uh, depending on where I am, mosquitoes. I yep. don't want to oh, get yeah. that chikungunya. You know that disease, chikungunya. First of all, sorry, I don't know. I don't know this chikungunya. <laughs> Although I did, I think he played for the Pittsburgh Crawfords in 1928. <laughs> I don't want to get chikungunya. I, I the only the only good thing about having 
chikungunya as, as you get to say that word a lot. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. But I, uh, you know, it's, it's the same horrible. with tsetse flies. Tsetse. Sure, they'll give you a sleeping tsetse. sickness. Tsetse. Man, remember, remember when we were all lining up for three hours for the Popeye's chikungunya? <laughs> 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 it seems so long ago. So long I've, ago. Look, I've lost my sense of time. Yeah. I've lost my sense of time. The reason, of course, got bit by a tsetse fly. Right. <laughs> now I have sleeping sickness. Uh, so Skeeters. So you're yeah, saying skeeters. Mosquitoes and um, certain bacteria. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Flesh eating. Yeah. Flesh, the flesh eating bacteria. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that one that you get C. diff where you just... You're sh- shitting till you die. That one. Yeah. I don't that want one's that. really rough. So those... No one does. <laughs> those, Jesse, those are, are, you, are you afraid of any animals? I can't. Well, I think I you're can't. dead on being afraid of horses. Yeah. Um, 100%. They don't. Yeah. I think the thing about horses is that people are riding on them. So you know that in some cases they will let you ride on them. But it doesn't seem. It never seems secure to me. You know what I mean? Couldn't agree more. They're trampling beasts. Yeah. What if they Speaking... just decide not to, not to be ridden? You know? Yeah. Uh, besides, besides that, I'm also going to go with wildebeests because mm. I'm again concerned about trampling. Sure. <laughs> um, besides that, I'm going to say this is not an animal, but trampolines. Right. <laughs> concerned about tramping. And- yeah. More especially wildebeests on trampolines. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, besides that, I'm going to say tramps and hobos. Right. Uh, stealing my pies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat it when it's too hot. I got to cool it somewhere. Uh, and your hats, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in conclusion, I guess, is it tigers or something? <laughs> you know? Uh, servals. That's the answer. It's servals because they can jump too far. Yeah. What's a servals? They can serval? jump too far. A serval is a oh, type cat. of uh, it's a cat. cat that can, oh, yeah. The, yeah, and it can jump too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it let's can hear jump an, too far. <laughs> it can. They got these legs that can jump too far. You never know when you're safe with a serval. You might be within its sphere of influence. Just a big Which, fat liar. No, the servals, yes. Jump to servo. That's why I call them scam vols. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have, was that our second call? That was our second call. We're fine. We're fine. You know, we had the Sklar brothers on the show recently, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica Zucker, who's one of the uh, Sklar brothers' wife, is also a, a PhD, and she wrote a beautiful book about uh, miscarriages. So I recommend that. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. You're in a theater. The lights go down. You're about to get swept up by the characters and all their little details and interpersonal dramas. You look at them and think, that person is so obviously in love with their best friend. Wait, am I in love with my best friend? That character's mom is so overbearing. Why doesn't she just stand up to her? Oh God, do I need to stand up to my own mother? If you've ever recognized yourself in a movie, then join me, Jordan Cruciola, for the podcast Feeling Seen. We've talked to author Susan Orlean on realizing her own marriage was falling apart after watching Adaptation, an adaptation of her own work, and comedian Hari Kondabolu on why Harold and Kumar was a depressingly important movie for Southeast Asians. So join me every Thursday for the Feeling Seen podcast here on Maximum Fun. La, 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 la. 
I'm Lisa Hannawalt. And I'm Emily Heller. Nine years ago, we started a podcast to try and learn something new every episode. Things have gone a little off the rails since then. <laughs> Tune in to hear about low stakes neighborhood drama, gardening, the sordid, nasty underbelly of the horse girl lifestyle, hot sauce, <laughs> addiction to TV, and sweaty takes on celebrity culture, and the weirdest, grossest stuff you can find on wikipedia.org. We'll read all of it no matter how gross. <laughs> There's something for everyone on our podcast, Baby Geniuses. Hosted by us, two horny adult idiots. Hang out with us as we try and fail to retain any knowledge at all. Every other week on Maximum Fun. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Mary Bobo Roach. Mary, <laughs> it's never less than a joy to have you on our program. What a tremendous honor oh. to have you on our show. You're one of the a very short list of reputable people who are willing to come on our show, <laughs> much less willing to come on our show a second time. Uh, um, so we th- we thank you for this. Uh, and I hope that everyone will go out and buy your book, Fuzz, because it is delightful, as are all of your books. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank I, you. And chicken I mostly. Too, yeah. I think also a lot Bon Bonvoy about... and chicken goodia. <laughs> I also think a lot about the um that that they have to put that they dust dog food with a smell powder uh to yeah. trick dogs into eating it and also that dog food is mostly just created to give dogs uh a certain consistency of poop that's comforting to humans. Yeah. That was one of my favorite discoveries. What was that for Gulp? Yeah, that was in Gulp. Yeah, that was yeah. for Gulp. Did you, you ever mm-hmm. eat dog food, Mary? You know what? When I was a kid, I used to eat uh, cat kibble just as uh, t- to show off. The, yeah. you know, just <laughs> friskies. I think it was got a friskies. little party trick. <laughs> it was my party trick. Yeah. Yeah, that and and uh, peanuts in the shell. Sometimes I I do that. Yeah. Holy cow! So you were really getting your roughage <laughs> and some attention. Yes. A lot of people would say, a lot of people would say, man, Mary knows how to party and her BMs are so regular. <laughs> Tightly coiled. In high school. In high school, that's the kind of thing they would say. Jordan, you ever eat dog food? No, uh, I was, I've always been pretty grossed out by pet food. Mm, I've eaten it 100%. Yeah. Wet? Chunk, chunk, chunk. Wet or Kept dry? It. Just dry. I okay. uh, there was a red plastic trash can at my mom's house when I was a kid, and I ate dog food out of it. Um, isn't that something I'm proud of? It's just a reality uh, of my it's life. Very, it's Some, common. You're not alone. Yeah. God, yeah. It's you okay, know, it's okay. I feel like in the in the last couple of years, as we've been dealing with this horrible situation in the world, we all have our own ways of finding peace. Some people have taken up mindfulness. Mm -hmm. uh, Some people exercise. You know, Jordan, you've been running and swimming a lot. Um, uh, Mary has been writing down the names of funny research studies. Um, And I've been eating dog food, which is food for dogs, ordinarily. Mm -hmm. In this case, it becomes people food because I'm eating it. Just food. It's all just food, man. That's a really good point. One time, uh, one time, my friend Julia used to be the producer of Bullseye, was at the office, and um, she was eating one of these bowls of quinoa. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, 
do you do you like eating the bowl of quinoa? And she just said, it's just fuel to me. <laughs> and I was like, man, I wish I could do that. Just eat a bowl of fucking quinoa, get pumped up and take care of business. Yeah. There are some people who don't like food that regular. I know. Yeah, no. It really is something because it's real important. Yeah. Every time I, it took me a long time to realize that those people aren't lying to me. (laughs) 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 I think some people just don't like food that much or it's not like super important to them. Um, Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, 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 I believe you now. I don't like food people, but there was a time when I did not believe you. Yeah. I, you know what, you know, what was the moment that I truly believed it? Hmm. It, Cause it was a long, I was the same in the same boat as you for a long time. Um, I saw a man whose crops were stomped by an elephant mm-hmm. and he didn't even come out there with a fire stick. Right. <laughs> he just said, it's not a big deal. Food. I don't, don't care about just, food very I much. I don't like don't it very crops. much. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Mary Roach's new book is called Fuzz. You should go buy Mary's book and all of Mary's books. They're a fucking delight. You could hardly find a more pleasant book to read before bed or uh, on vacation. When that becomes a thing again, it's a great thing to read on vacation. Uh, That'll get you. It'll get you through a whole airplane flight. That's a great time to read a Mary Roach book. Um, Or we just want to learn about science which in a lot of ways is the mind freak of our times. Mm, yes. Indeed. Mary, congratulations, by the way, to Mary Roach uh, for winning the Mind Freak of the Year Award from the National <laughs> Science Foundation. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, our producer, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez, Valerie Moffitt is there on the, uh, 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 on the live stream. Uh, a car is honking outside my door. <laughs> um, our theme music is Love You. Do you think it's my car? I don't know. Let's see. It's not mine. Let's find out. Is it time? Is it your ride picking you up for school? <laughs> yeah. is it God the damn it, I missed the shoot again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love you by the free dad. design. <laughs> Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design, and Light in the Attic Records is a theme song of Jordan Jesse Go. Once you're done buying uh, Mary's book, you should go uh, buy uh, The Best of The Free Design because it's really awesome. It's really great. Uh, You can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. You can find us on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris at Jesse Thorne. We're both on Instagram as well. Uh, You can hashtag your tweets, hashtag JJGo. We always love hearing about uh, what you think about the show, unless it's negative, in which case we don't love hearing about it. It kind of hurts. Makes us feel bad a little bit. Yeah, we don't. We're, we're not here to grow or improve. <laughs> <laughs> we're just here to recap children's books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.